What's going on? This your boy Chris Simmons coming to you with another podcast episode on this Thursday night. It's a little late for your boy. You know, usually I like to do I, I record my episodes during the day, but you know, I had a very special guest that wanted to come on uh tonight. Uh for those of you who aren't familiar, uh he was actually on my one of my recent well not recent, but previous episodes uh back in May, actually. I think it was May because I yeah, I think it was in May because I was still in the cast. And we was in quarantine at that time, but my parents happened to allow him to come in my house. I don't know how the heck he got past the boundary, but he did. I mean, I guess, you know, my parents trusted him enough to come in the house, but we couldn't really, you know, go all over the house. But we was basically, you know, in the basement. If we if we weren't in the basement, we had to be outside. But we were able to get a pod, we were able to get a podcast episode in that day. And he opened up about his story, about his depression, because I know he was dealing with depression pretty heavily back then. I think he's doing better now. He looks pretty good. He's been telling me about his workouts. My man has been getting swole. I mean, he texts me. Like, he'll give me some updates on his new PRs. I think the recent one I got was when he hit uh, 285 for one. So, I mean, this boy catching up to me, to be honest with you. He's getting swole. I don't know what he be eating, but I have to get on his diet plan for real, for real. You go to Ohio State University, the Ohio State University. I'm sorry about his team uh, in the March Madness bracket because they just lost to a 15 C. I don't know how that happened, but you know what? Sweet 16. You know what? It's all good, man. Hopefully, this, this next year. So hopefully, y'all can play better next year. But you know what? Looks like he's he's still you know he's still okay. He's still doing good. I know Ohio State. Took took L's this year, man. They took an L in the national championship, and they took an L in the March Madness bracket. But it's all good, man. The school is still pretty good, and uh, looks like you know he's doing his thing over there at Ohio State. But without further ado, let me introduce y'all to my man, Karen Shanker. What's going on, big dog? How you feeling, bro? Feeling good. God is God is good, and thanks for having me on the show tonight. We got something very important to talk about. Oh yeah, for sure, man. We got uh, so so many topics that we want to hit. But first of all, man, I haven't seen you in a minute. Though. I, well, I haven't really talked to you in a minute, man. I want to know how you've been doing, bro. Yeah, um, got an internship for the summer, and we did talk about that a couple weeks ago. Also, um, you know, just uh, finishing up school here in the next month, pretty much at the end of April, final exams. And speaking of school, that's going to be our topic for today. Uh, we're going to be discussing on discussing the topics about what it's like to come in as a freshman to a to a uh, to a big or even a smaller university. Yeah, man. I, yeah, man. I mean that 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 yeah that that's what we're going to be hitting tonight, man. Because I know, man, the time to go by so fast, man. I can't believe me and him are almost seniors, man. You know what I'm saying? So it was funny how you know we you know we mentioned that because. Yesterday, man, you know, me and my boy Shay, who who who's my friend at Kent State, uh, we was actually walking around campus yesterday and we just, you know, we're kind of reminiscing on the times when we were freshmen and how we walk we used to walk over here, we used to walk to this place, we used to walk to, you know, the gym and just all these places around campus. But it's it's just so different now because, you know, with the the virus, you know, everything's mainly online. So, yeah. Freshman year for me though, <laughs> it was a cra it was a crazy year for me. Like now I didn't really I wasn't really, you know, going into it thinking like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna party and, and do all this other stuff. 
Um, you know, I came in like, okay, like I'm going to go in, I'm going to get my education, but I'm also going to have fun too. Don't get me wrong. I still have fun. Like I think freshman year was the year I experimented with going to parties. I didn't really drink. Now, I didn't drink or nothing like that. I still didn't drink. I didn't still didn't smoke. I didn't do none of that because I still wasn't a big fan of that. I still didn't, you know, I still wasn't getting caught up in that lifestyle. But, you know, I was going out to parties still. Like, I was around that. But I was able to control myself, for real. Um, but, yeah, man, I, you know, I was getting caught up in trying to, you know, meet some females. I know I was, you know, really trying to, you know, get that get get that get that brotherly love you know what i'm saying just trying to get that extra love in there um you know what i'm talking about fellas y'all know what i'm talking about man but yeah freshman year for me was like kind of like the experimental year um just trying to get involved in some different things trying to meet new people because coming from cincy i didn't really know too many people going up to kent state um you know everybody was new to me i think only maybe one or two people from my school went to Kent State, but I really, but they were people I didn't really talk to in high school. So I met like all these new friends. I had like a great friend. I ended up meeting a great friend group. Uh, you know, we all had similar interests. We all liked to play basketball. That was basically the bulk of our friend group. We liked to play basketball. You know, we uh, liked to eat at this dining hall called Eastway, which at the time we thought was like the bomb because we were freshmen. We thought everything was good. You know, we, we used to love to eat at Eastway for dinner. But, you know, that's just kind of how, you know, my freshman year was like, you know, before I met my group of guys, you know, I was, you know, mainly hanging out with my my dude, Shay. That's the first dude who I who I met on campus. And, you know, he me and him went out every weekend, but that kind of settled down once I, you know, established uh, another group of friends where we, uh, you know, basically just all we did was basically hoop and eat. And that was pretty much it. And then after that, I really stopped going out. Now, I'm not saying that my man Shay, I stopped hanging out with my man Shay. Like that, she, he's always gonna be my dog for real, for real. But in terms of like going out to parties and everything like that, our friend group wasn't really necessarily into doing that stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean that's basically me for real. Just you know going in there, making new friends, um, just establishing establishing my market. Can't stay for real. Just kind of just finding my. Finding where I fit in, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know about you, big dog. Um, what, what was your experience like, man? It could have been completely different, but. Yeah, so for anybody who's going to be a freshman, whether your parents are strict or not, there's going to be a newfound sense of freedom. And you, if you are a freshman coming in or maybe you're a sophomore in high school, you've graduated we've all heard about this new college freedom for me what it looked like was at st xavier high school in cincinnati i'd wake up at 5 50 a.m on a good day when there's no football lifting in the morning and get to school at 7 30 uh traffic it would take me anywhere from 25 to 50 minutes college your classroom is a 10 minute walk from your dorm if you have an 8 a.m you're unlucky. And if you don't, you can sleep in, you can do whatever you need to do in the morning. So my freshman year, I stacked up the 8 a.m.s and I got on a routine, but I had so much time in the evening. And one thing you're going to find when you get into college is that you're going to have a lot of time to do a lot of things. And it's honestly 
such a great experience as a freshman to come in. You're living on your own. You're getting your food on your own. Your parents hopefully are, are able to support you. And if not, um, really, that's also a good experience to, to learn how to take care of yourself. And for me, I just also remember always eating at the dining hall. I was actually connected to my dorm. I was a lucky guy who lived in a small dorm that was connected to the meal hall, uh, a good meal hall, uh, that is. And the number one thing that I did freshman year is, you know me, Chris, mm-hmm. I'm a big talker. I'm, I'm somebody who is always connecting with people. I don't really care, man. Like, I see good in people, and I, I want to bring it out of them. So even as a freshman, I didn't quite know as much about myself. There's all these opportunities, even for people who aren't as extroverted, to really just get out and know people. And if I had to lay one foundational piece of advice for freshmen coming in is to really do not be afraid to, to talk to people. And if you are afraid, that's okay. Because really um, social interaction in college can be quite, um, it, can be, it can be nerve-wracking at first when all of a sudden you're just in a town where everybody is your age and everybody is a potential like, friend if that makes sense. So to kind of levy off of what Chris is saying, like there's all these parties you can go to, you know, everyone's living in the same dorms, um, same classes, you know, do not be afraid to initiate conversation. Um, I think a lot of times if you come into a school, you don't know anybody, you're going to have a lot more in common with people. And you may see someone like me who um, is outgoing and, and, can really just uh, entertain people but reality is is that everyone's looking for for homies you know <laughs> for a lack of for actually just that's a great way to put it. everyone's looking for homies and if you're a freshman coming in i'd say that's key you know find find a group of people who respect you and i know we're going to get into this later but you need to build self-efficacy and on a more serious note, other than just having a, a good social life. College, it's, it's a time to really develop who you are. Um, one thing I'll tell young men is this is where you become a man. And it's tough because in our society, as a young man, we're told to do all these things that men should not be doing. And when you get into college, you have all the opportunities to do these things in indulgence. You can indulge in all of it. And it's going to hinder you, though. And I know Chris definitely has a few things to say about that. Yeah, man. I mean, just kind of just going off of, you know, some of the things that my man said, I, I like the point where he mentioned that college is basically, you know, is where you get your freedom for real, for real. Because I know, like, you know, a lot of people hype up going to high school. They're like, oh, high school, you know, it's going to be all oh, this and all that. I'm telling you, high school is nothing compared to college. Like, college... Like, nobody is telling you what to do for real. Nobody is really, you know, saying, hey, get up and go to class. Or, hey, you know, you got to study for this test or that test. Everything is on you. It's you versus you at that point. Once you get to college, it's you versus you. You know what I'm saying? You got to take that responsibility to be able to hold yourself accountable. Right? You got to be able to find those 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 group of people that's also going to hold you accountable. Because, you know, there's a saying, it's like, you are who you hang around. So if you hang around people that's leading you down that wrong path, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna run into some things in your in your journey 
that's not going to be pleasing for real. And so, you know, when I came to college, you know, like I told y'all, I, I didn't know nobody for real. Like a lot of people will go to colleges where a lot of people from high school go. I chose not to go there. I chose not to go to like a UC or like, you know, even a Miami. You know, I went to Kent, which is like where people where I come from, which is Cincy. A lot of people don't follow me there. A lot of people don't go up to Kent from Cincy. So, you know, I established a whole new friend group. And what I love about my friend group is that, you know, they respect my values. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, you want to surround yourself with people that's going to, you know, respect your values and stuff. And it's not going to try to, you know, stir you to do something that you that you know is not right. That's one thing. That's how you, you know, are able to, you know, have a good experience. I mean, I'm not saying don't have fun. I'm not saying stay in your room all day and do homework or nothing like that. I'm just saying, like, just be just be responsible, because if you go out there and you party and you start, you know, you get drunk. Nobody gonna come help you, man. I'm serious. Nobody gonna help you because chances are the people you with is probably drunk, too. So they can't even, you know, how they gonna help you if they can't help themselves. So, you know, my thing is like, you know, one thing is hold yourself accountable. Find find friends that's going to help. Also help you hold yourself accountable and, you know, be able to make the right judgments. You know what I'm saying? Be able to make those right judgments. Like if you know that you got a test the next morning, you got to make the sacrifice. Sometimes, you know, your friends, it's going to be easy for your friends for or not even your friends, like just people in general to be like, hey, like, yo, there's a party on, on you know, later tonight. Like, do you want to go? That's where you got to have that discipline to say. Well, I can't do that right now because I got to, you know, take care of my business. You know, I got to, you know, take my responsibility because I'm telling you, if you take that responsibility now as a young as at a young age, everything later in your life is going to pay off. You know what I'm saying? College is that first step right there. First step, you know, to being able to, you know, take responsibility for your future because nobody else going to look after it. It's yours. So if you go in there with that right mindset, knowing that, hey, like if I can, you know, have that right balance of school, you know, fun, social, all that, you find that correct balance, your experience is going to be a whole lot nicer. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, that's just what I would say, you know, just kind of piggybacking off of what my man said about. You know, being able to hold yourself responsible, you know, knowing how to handle that freedom that you that you will have, you know, because you're going to enter. That's basically, you know, that's your first step into adulthood. You practice some you practicing some adult adulthood things, you know what I'm saying? So you just got to know how to handle that responsibility to the point where, you know, you don't end up in a situation that you're going to want that you're going to want to regret. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of regrets, speaking of regrets, really, um, that's kind of the theme of my first two years in college was there's a lot of things I did, which I, I shouldn't have done. And for anybody who's coming into college, it's really easy to do what everybody else does. You know, the college culture, it's really, to be quite honest, especially if you go to a bigger school. It's really not all about higher education, self-development, and personal responsibility. In fact, it could be quite the opposite. It can be about indulgence, instant gratification, 
and seeking the thrill of life, hedonism. So, like Chris said, there's going to be times when you have to have self-discipline. But really, to find a balance, like I said, find friends who are going to respect you. I think as freshmen, it can be easy to come and just think you have to please everyone. Obviously, be respectful of everyone. And do your best to to lead um, a life in college that is is cohesive to building relationships. But also know that um, people are gonna want you to do things that are not good for you. You know, just the thrill of the moment. Honestly, they don't even know any better. It's just the culture. And I really succumbed to the culture in my uh, freshman and sophomore year. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I thought it was a great way to live life for the next four years. And I look back on it. And the thing that changed is we already talked about this last year is, is coming to faith in God, in Christ. And once I went through that, I, I realized that my life purpose isn't setting me up to take shortcuts and to um, really look at these opportunities in college I have to splurge and to waste time, for lack of a better word, waste time, for lack of a better term. And really, what I think is, if you're coming in, you got to find your purpose, really. And that's really hard to do without faith. I know it can be hard for me not really just to push uh, faith in Christ, but honestly, it's what will give you that purpose. And if you aren't open to that, I just challenge you to think about why you're here on this earth. And you're not here to go to college and waste all your time. Now, I still go to social gatherings. I still go and I hang out with people who maybe I don't necessarily agree with everything they do. But I go there out of love for the person. And I really do think that it's a good thing to still be friends with people, even if you don't necessarily think that everything is, is quite there. If that was the case, I guess Chris would have left me a long time ago. But reality is, is that there's a lot of things at school that are going to could lead you down a right and wrong path. And getting ahead of the eight ball in terms of resisting that temptation is going to do you a lot of favors. But this isn't going to be a very popular opinion here. Uh, Chris and I, what we're talking about, you talk to a lot of college kids, even what I, I guarantee you there will be a lot of them good, good grades, good people. They're going to tell you that it's okay to, to indulge on the weekends. It's okay to um, engage in what we could call escapism, where it's like, oh, the week was stressful. Let me just escape reality for a few hours with, with alcohol or marijuana or, uh, unfortunately, other things and you know, I'm not here to, to lay condemnation on that. You know, we're adults. We make our own decisions. And I've made decisions in the past that I'm not proud of. And I can speak and say that the number one thing I would have done if I was a college freshman is to be strong and resist. And I wouldn't have even come to that conclusion if it wasn't for faith and, and finding a deeper purpose in life. Um, I already had that purpose freshman year. Uh, I just wanted to, to serve other people and, and to love other people, but I was so distracted by by the grandeur of pleasure. And when I came to faith in Christ, I kind of had that grace to to um, at least 
give my best effort in resisting those things. So I think the number one key for being successful in college is kind of blazing your own trail. You may think you're a little weird for doing it, especially any Christians or anybody who's religious coming into college who's devout. You're going to be thinking to yourself, oh, I'm going to be that weird guy who doesn't drink on the weekends, who doesn't maybe necessarily, maybe you go to parties, but you'll be that person who's just drinking water out of the cup. (laughs) You already know, bro. You already know, man. Get some Gatorade, Mm -hmm. you know, high in sugar. So maybe not the best option. (laughs) Unless you're working out, if that's the case. So, Chris, I want to hear your thoughts. What are, since you are somebody who came into college, with the mindset that I have now, which is I want to serve God, I want to live my purpose, and I want to be successful. Versus with me, it was, yeah, I want to be successful and serve people, uh, uh, but I want to also um, indulge. I have the wrong mentality, you have the right mentality. Now, we both made mistakes, but what was what were some of the keys to really honing in on that purpose and avoiding some of these temptations? Man, I mean, I think for me, to be honest, like, it's all in it's all in your in your mind. It's all about having the right mentality for real, for real. Like that's that's really what kept me from doing some of the stuff that I could have easily just been like, all right, let me try. You know, just one time. You know, it's not going to kill me. You know, you know how them people out there be like, wow. oh, it was just one time. I think for me, I just got that strong mind to know that if I were to do it. That one time, that one time could cost me my life for real. Cause I've just heard different, you know, I've just heard different, you know, stories about how people have tried to do stuff, you know, like drink, smoke, and, you know, do all this stuff that is not good for your body. That's what really kept me from doing some of that stuff. Cause I, I was that type of dude that listened in like their class, you know what I'm saying? I listened. You know, cause that that like literally like in I think it was like sixth grade, we took a dare class. I took a dare class. I don't know if you took it, but I took the dare class for real. For yeah, yeah. And I, in fact, we went to the same grade school, so we had we had Officer Tan. Yeah, yeah, that was the man. That's all. That's really what it took for real. Like when I was young, cause I was instilled in that. You know, I was instilled in that sense of knowledge early. You know, to so yeah. know that if you smoke, if you drink. This is what could happen to you. And in my mind as a young kid, I'm like, I don't want that to happen to me. I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to mess my body up just so I can fit in with other people. I'm not, I'm never about trying to please other people. It's about me for real. You know what I'm saying? Like when people look at me and be like, you, you, you 21, like I'm 21, still haven't had a drink yet. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's not really something I want to do. Cause I understand that what I understand the type of effect that it can have on people is nothing like literally like you you don't gain anything from doing that like if i were to do that i'll literally be like literally like killing myself like i'll be messing up my body for real and i want to be able to you know remain healthy i want to be able to you know live long and stuff like that and also me growing up in a in a in a household where we did my parents rarely did that they i the only time i really saw them do it was like maybe one time but it was a special occasion and they just had a little bit, but majority of majority of the time they rarely drink. They rarely drink, like, and they also stared at me like, "Yo, like, that's not, that's not something that 
you know, is really good for you in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've just heard all these stories about people, you know, getting drunk or, or getting high to the point where, you know, they, they're they not even themselves anymore. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, 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 didn't, think, I think really there's a compounding impact with mental health and substances because we talked about this last year. You know, the generation we're growing up, it's not good for our brains. Even if you don't take any substances, just the fact that that we have access to constant instant gratification on our cell phones, on the computers, on video games, telephone, uh, excuse me, television. Um, all of that really just it kind of puts your brain in like this state. I can't speak for everyone, but I know I speak for a lot of people. Where you're itching for something. You're itching for something. And um, if you have a lot of alcohol or maybe you smoke marijuana or whatever you're doing, that instantly kind of temporarily alleviates that itch and it makes you feel really good and you're around people and it's the weekend and you're living your own life and you're just like whoa this is like a thrill this is awesome and then you come crashing down the next day and you want to repeat on saturday night then sunday you try to muster some homework and then monday it's uh, and then you just dread it i think the number one thing I tell people is that they're thinking, oh, no, I don't want to follow down that path. But, man, am I tempted to do it. Here's the thing. Obviously, there's a very real spiritual aspect to that problem. But I think we should conclude it in talking about how there are different ways that you can get help for that. Um, for me, it took it took a big wake up call. As Chris said, I, when I was in the hospital for some time with a with a with a mental illness that was not depression, but it, the after effect of it is severe depression. And it kind of just left my brain the haywire. But in that time is when I said, you know what, I've gone this far down, it's time for me to come back up. And the only person who can do that, I thought was Christ. Now, now I know it's Christ. But anybody who's struggling, and if you're skeptic of religion, or you're not sure about it, I tell you, there's also the material aspect of just taking care of your brain. If you feel itchy all the time, like if, if you're not able to sit down and get work done and you're like kind of losing your mind, like just being normal at school, at work, even in your leisure time, you seriously need to speak to someone, um, a professional. And you need to describe it in a way that your parents would understand. And I think the best way to describe it you know, some parents are very understanding. Other parents don't really know too much about mental illness. The best way to describe it is, I don't feel like my brain is healthy. And it's causing my mind to not be in a good state. And I think a lot of college students need to have that honest conversation. And it's hard to have because you just want to continue to go through escapism. And there's like a blockage there that just allows you from asking for help. So I urge everyone, if you're in high school right now, or even if you're in college, the number one thing is if you are feeling itchy or another way I'll describe it is you wake up after nine hours of sleep and you're dead tired and you don't want to do anything, telltale sign of depression. So the way you can alleviate this, the, one, the thing that helped me the most other than the medical was obviously faith. There, there's a supernatural element to it that happened to me. But from the purely medical and scientific standpoint, there is a way to really get yourself out of that and you want to get yourself out of that as fast as you can now it may take really a year or two 
to see significant progress. But as soon as that progress starts, you can get yourself out of that rut. You don't have to look to substances to, to help you anymore. Or should I say it's more of a faux type of help? Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, as me and him, me and him are sitting here, you know, discussing this topic, man, I think it's important, you know, I, I figured this would be one of my unique episodes because we want to be able to reach the, we want to be able to reach the youth, man. You know what I'm saying? We want to be able to reach the young people going to this level, man, because me and him, we almost done, man. We about to be seniors and we about to graduate. Yeah, you know? well, I actually missed a whole semester. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. For real. So, I'm be graduating on time, but it will be a semester after you, Chris. But oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you did happening. take that year. Things are happening here in school. But yeah, man, but you, yeah, you, but you eventually like, you know, be done with college and then after college, you know, you're going to have to find, you know, you're going to have to find what you want to do for the rest of your life. So, you know, why you had this opportunity, I say like, you know, going to college, like it's a great time. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a great time. But, you know, you want to be able to obviously go in with, with a purpose. Like my man Karen said, go in with that purpose. Don't go in. Just thinking, oh, I'm just going to, you know, use this time to do, you know, to go out and party and, and, and do all this other stuff that you know you want, you know you wouldn't be doing if you was at home. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying like, you know, you got to just sit in your room all day. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying you got to spend all your time doing work. I mean, obviously, you know, have a social life, have fun, but, you know, be responsible about, about it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's basically our main message, you know, to, to the you know, people that's going into high school, man, because a lot of people that go into high school, man, you know, coming out of high school, going into college, you know, that can be a tough transition. That can be a tough transition. You know what I'm saying? So that's where, you know, we, we give you this advice right now to just let y'all know, you know, take it seriously, man. Like, cause it's your life. If, if things don't happen the way you want them to, that's your fault. So if you come out of college and you still don't know what you're doing, Look back and think, what did I do for those four or five or however long you stay in college for? Look back and be like, man, like, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, spent so much time trying to party and trying to please people, try to please all these folks that, you know, at the end of the day, they they ain't going to, you know, be worried about you once they well off into their careers. And I think that's one of the that's one of the things that's one of the problems that, that people get caught up in. Is trying to be so socially accepted by everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, I don't care. I, like I'm gonna be me all the time. Like I don't care if you like it, don't like it, for real. You know, I'm just gonna stay me. Like I'm gonna be, you know, completely honest. I'm I'm gonna just, you know, basically just stay in my bag. You know what I mean? And it may not be, it may not look normal to people, but it's all good because I'm not trying to please people. And I think that's the thing that. That's the reason why people get caught up in doing stuff like smoking and drinking and partying and, and making wrong decisions is because they want to try to impress other people. That's one of the big things. They're trying to impress others. It's like nobody really care about you. If something were to happen to you, you think that person would come help you? Heck no. You're going to be by yourself. If you needed money, you think that person going to give you money? No. But they give you, they give you smoke, though. They say, hey, come try this right here. But when you real when you really in danger though, think about that. That's how I be though. That's really how I be. If they gotta give up something for you, 
Only the real, like, I rarely see people do that for other people these days, man. Nobody really giving up, like, their money and, and time and all that just to come save you. So, you know, just think about that as you approach. You know, when you're trying to go on Instagram, trying to, you know, flex your muscles or try to show your show your skin or your flesh, man. Just remember that, man. Like, who you trying to impress? People only like... People only are impressed when you give them something. But once once it's time for you, once it's time for them to get to you, that's when you know. That's when you find out who your real friends are. So yeah, people will like what you look like and what you present, but they'll love who you are, and they'll love for who you are on the inside. Absolutely, absolutely. And my last thought is just don't be afraid of what college is going to present you know if it's one thing i do appreciate about what i've learned especially this year it's maybe an upperclassman thing but people are at the point where it's like you gotta i don't completely respect this view but at least it works kind of to my favor because people don't think i'm weird for for uh, not indulging and in, in being all about the faith because people are like oh you got to do what's good for you now, that doesn't mean everything people are doing is good for them, but that also means don't be afraid to be your own person and go against the grain mm-hmm. and be loving about it. You know, you don't need to be like on a pedestal, you know, about this or act like you're better than other people because you don't struggle with some of these things. Instead, you gotta, you gotta invite them in. You gotta, you gotta empower them. You know, you don't have to be a football coach to empower young men or, uh, you know, a coach for young women on the, on the sports team, basketball or uh, soccer, anything, right? You don't have to be a sports coach to just empower people. You can be an 18-year-old college student who makes a group of friends who are, you know, and one of them opens up to you about, hey, like, I'm, I'm not feeling right or, or my, somebody passed away in my family. That's an opportunity to change someone's life for the better just by loving them. Mm-hmm. So my last thought is the most important thing is to love others. But also, you must love yourself and you must take care of yourself. Hey, man. I like that. That's a great, that's a great point. Love yourself because nobody else is, man. Love yourself. That's important. You know what I'm saying? So, if you, if you don't take nothing else from what we just said, man, just remember, you know, when you go into this journey, I mean, from high school to college or, you know, whatever journey you decide to go on, just remember, man, you got to take responsibility for what you do, man. Take responsibility. Everything, once you get out here, once you get away from your parents, everything is on you now. So if something don't happen, it's on you. That's that's the beauty of, you know, being in college, being away from home, is that the decision you make is going to follow you for the rest of your life. So if you decide that, you know, you just gonna mess around. That's gonna be on you. You can't be like, well, it was this person's fault. He made me do this. She made me do that. It's all you. Everything that happened from here on out. You know, once you become eighteen and you grown, everything, you know, is controlled by you. Cause you ain't gonna have no parents there telling you, oh, get up and go to school, or or get up and wash your clothes, or or get up and take this trash out. Like, no, nah, it's everything gonna be on you, man. So just remember that, you know, just, you know, have a vision, have a plan for what you want to do in your life. Because I'm telling you, the the, the harder you work now, because my dad always told me that when I was coming up, he said, you can either pay now 
or you can pay later, right? So if you decide I'm gonna put in the work now, your journey is gonna be a lot easier. If you decide I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna waste my time, it's gonna be a lot harder. Cause you may not get some of the opportunity that some of these other students have been putting in work is gonna get. That's how you get opportunities. Is you putting the work now. You know, you make your connections now. Make some meaningful connections that's gonna help you grow, that's gonna challenge you to think, and that's gonna, you know, be able to put you in that situation of of success. So that's so that's really that's really the ultimate thing, for real, for real. Just for y'all young cats out there, man, because I know how it was like going to college. I know, I know I was I was just like y'all, man, like I was like, man, I can't wait to go to college and, and do all this stuff I never got to do. Cause I, I'm tell you right now, like the house I grew up in, my parents were pretty strict, man. They, they were pretty strict, man. So, you know, I know for some of y'all, y'all thinking like, man, like I got them parents too who don't let me do nothing. But I think for me, it was pretty good because it instilled that discipline in me to be able to make those right decisions and not get caught up in the wrong ones. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm out here. I feel like I'm thriving, man. I feel like I'm thriving. So just remember that, man, as you go about your journeys, man. But, but yeah, man, I think, I think that was a good, I think that was, you know, a good conversation, man. I thought, I thought it was a pretty good conversation to have, man. I yeah, it was a good, it was a good. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, though. We're able to, to really share our experience and really, this is going to be great to listen to for anybody who's entering into this stage of young adulthood. Yes, sir, man. I know, man, because we talk about disinfecting your life, man. It starts with here, man. It starts with here, man. It all starts, like, you know, when you're young. You know, when you're young, you know what I'm saying? I'm still young, too. I'm probably not much older than most of y'all, man. Like I said, I'm only 21 years old. I know. Can I think you what? You 20. T- you, you 20. You still 20. Yeah, you still a baby, bro. <laughs> you ain't even legal yet. <laughs> But yeah, man, like I said, I mean, we, we only like maybe a couple years, I mean, depending on, uh, you know, what year you are, you know, in high school or wherever you at, but yeah, we only, I mean, we've only been out of high school for about, about three years, but, you know, we've been able to be in college long enough to see some of the stuff that happens and some of the stuff that's good and some of the stuff that's not so good. So we just want to make sure that whoever's listening, whoever young cat listening out there, man, just, uh. Like I said, don't get caught up in doing the wrong stuff, man. Cause you gonna regret it later in your life. You gonna look back and be like, man, I should have, man, I should have not did this, or man, I should have done this. That maybe I would have been better off, you know, later in my life. So we just trying to prevent that, so you can go and have a successful life, man. You know what I'm saying? But hey, man, this your boy Chris Simmons coming to you with another episode with my man Karen. This may, uh, hopefully I can get him back on for another one of these, man. I enjoy having a conversation with my dog. It's always good to catch up with him because I know me and him stay busy throughout the week, man, with school and everything. We got our own, we got our own, you know, issue with homework. That's what you're going to get, homework. Yep. Yep. Until you graduate school, it's still going to be there. So just remember, like, if you think, you know, high school was a lot, like I said, when you on your own, listen. It's gonna be a whole different game. So yeah, me and him, we got we we be doing homework. We you know we be taking care of our business, but it's all good to see each other, man. But yeah, man, hopefully I'll be able to have this man back on. We'll be able to probably do a part two, man. Part part two of this series, man. We might just make it a whole series for real. But like I said, man, 
It's your boy. We out of here, man. Take care. Peace.